Hey friends, Daniel Schreiner here, back with the Disciple Hinson podcast after the Thanksgiving break. Welcome back. Today, I interview two of my gaming buddies. I do not game, but they are my buddies who game, Kyle Jensen and Anthony Locke. Uh, They want to talk to us about thinking about gaming from a Christian perspective, particularly for parents. What are some of the dangers, the benefits of video games? Uh, I think this will be helpful if you're a grandparent or an uncle or an aunt who plans on getting uh, games or consoles maybe for Christmas gifts. I hope this will be helpful to you. It certainly was for me as a parent of three, all of whom enjoy video games. So let me know what you think and enjoy the conversation. Anthony Locke, Kyle Jensen, welcome to the Disciple Hinson podcast. It's a it's a real joy to have you guys on here. Happy holidays. Thanks for having us. Anthony, welcome back. You've been on the Disciple Hinson podcast before. Kyle, you have never been on a podcast, but you've listened to podcasts before. Yes. Uh, Anthony, you have family here at this church. You're married to Natalie and you have two little girls. Uh, Kyle, your parents uh, live in San Diego and their names are Steve and Mary. <laughs> No, it's Jeff and Carol. Jeff and Carol. Okay. Well, we're off to a good start. We want to talk about video games. Um, So what book of the Bible addresses video games? I have some passages that indirectly talk about them. Okay, we'll get to those. Well, let's start with, uh, will you guys be getting any electronic devices or video games for Christmas or gifting any? You know, with each kid that has come, I joke that I want to put a switch on the baby registry, and I hope someone buys it for me as a sympathetic dad, but I have been ruled out every time. This so, is, maybe, so maybe I'm getting something. So this know. is the Nintendo Switch. That's right. I didn't know you did. You do baby registries. For, it's been a while. It's been seven years for when you have a child. But it's, um, Kyle, do you have experience on this? Uh, with kids? With um, registering for baby gifts. Uh, no. Okay. In my dreams. Okay. Uh, will you be getting any like nephews, nieces, anything like that? Video games or electronic devices for Christmas? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I, that was that was my first question. We're off again. We're off to a good start. Going to be a short one. Yep. Um, what was your video game or device of choice as a youngster, Kyle? We'll start with you. Uh, Super Nintendo, Nintendo sixty four. Xbox, Xbox 360, but then the majority of my gaming has been on the PC. Is that what you game on currently? All day and night, baby. Anthony, what about you? Device and games of choice, and and you can go through different epochs of your life. Yeah, so like uh, Kyle, I I actually, well, I grew up playing uh, a number of handheld games, so Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy DS, different iterations of that were uh, what I played the most, but I also had console games growing up. So we had a PlayStation 1, a GameCube, later came uh, the Wii. So I've seen different iterations, but like Kyle, uh, most of my gaming hours were logged uh, playing online on the computer. And both MMOs. Yeah. I don't even know what that would, I don't, what did you just say? MMOs? Oh, it's the the type of game me and him have both spent a lot of time playing. Okay. The name of the game is MMO. It's it's is it a wrestling game? No, that's the type of game. Multiplayer m- massive multiplayer online? Massively multiplayer online? 
MMORPG, massively multiplayer online role playing mm. game. Good. I'm glad we're starting to get in. We're starting to nerd out already. Get in the weeds. Yep. What uh, can can you tell me any stories um, about like you and your device? What was that relationship like? Like, would you would you dream dream of of gaming? Was this uh, all day every day, as you said earlier, Kyle? Were you you really big into this? Big part of your life. Um. Yeah. I mean, ever since I got. Ever since, uh, yeah, I mean, me and my brother were playing this game called Rainbow Six Vegas when I was as early as... Do you know this game, Anthony? Yes, but I was not allowed to play it. (laughs) Um, And we actually played in like online tournaments and stuff like that. Our team was sponsored by Best Buy. Um, Did you ever win any money? I didn't, but we got like discounts at Best Buy and stuff. Okay. Um... And then uh, I started playing World of Warcraft on my PC, played that game a lot through high school. Um, Are you, do you want to know like what, I don't know if I'm answering the question correctly. Yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time playing games growing up, a lot of time. Okay. Anthony, what about you? Different story? Uh, In some ways, yes, but in some ways, no. So I would say my... My gaming days in high school are are pretty fundamental to how I think about the world even now. Uh, it's a it's an important part even of my testimony. So so like Kyle, uh, so I was playing console games or handheld games, games that were offline, pretty much through junior high, and then starting junior high through high school, I started playing an online game, which is basically a two D version of what Kyle played. It was a game called Maple Story. And I played it, uh, it, it, to to put a long story short, it it was an idol in my life. Um, I was restrained in my idolatry by my dad because he worked in IT, so he knew how to limit my time on the computer. Hmm. And so that led to a lot of uh, arguments, a lot of fights with my parents that were pretty consistent while I was gaming. Did you have your own computer? Yeah, I had my own laptop in my room, and so it had some parental controls on it. Okay. But even with that, like, so I, I did a number of other things in high school, but gaming was sort of like the thing that I cared about the most. Hmm. So even though I was involved in youth group, uh, was playing varsity sports and working part-time, games were really kind of at the core of what I wanted to do. And so I was good at what I did. Uh, I, I made like YouTube videos of my character like killing bosses and your character in the gaming universe or right yes okay and so so like one of my videos had over a hundred thousand views and this is back in 2008 when that met a little bit more than it does now so like across all my videos i have like 250,000 views i had people in college who knew my character name before they knew my name or they they, they know my name we talk about games and they would say oh my goodness you are this character so all that to say i've 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 thought about games a lot uh games probably a separate conversation they were actually a platform for me to listen to a lot of sermons i listened to like four hours of sermons every day while playing video games um but that's a different story well i, I do want to because what we're the point of this podcast um is to help parents at henson in particular but also teens who might listen uh, to this, 
um, to think about the the proper place for for gaming, um, something that can be you know quite addictive, particularly for for young boys or uh, for young men. Um, and Anthony, you said that it was an idol in your life, but did you recognize at the time that it was an idol? I mean, were you like, were you justifying it and that you were listening to these sermons that was in high school that you were doing that? Yeah. So like while I was grinding in this game, so that's just, that's just a word for, you know, some of these games are designed to where you, you, you would level up quite slowly. So like it would take you 10 hours or something to, to level up once, um, which would require you to play a lot. And so, so every little monster you, you know, slash with your sword or shoot with an arrow, you would get like 0. 0.025 experience points or whatever. So I was doing that for a long time and I was through a number of influences in my life and important discipleship relationships I had, I was listening to like John Piper and John MacArthur and all these guys while playing this kind of sort of like not monotonous game, but a, a very kind of a slow game. Those are the kind of games that we played together. Do the sermons ever go along really well with the game? Kind of like when you play like Pink Floyd to Wizard of Oz type of deal? I would often re-listen to things because I was focusing on other things. Okay. Kyle, what about you? Was was gaming an idol in your life as you look back? Yeah, definitely. Um <clears throat> I was gaming a lot before I became a Christian. Um, Which was when? When did you become a Christian? Sophomore year in high school. And Anthony, what about for you? I would say the prayer at Hinson is largely true for me. I don't remember a time, but I do remember taking my faith more seriously starting uh, in eighth grade. Okay. Carry on, Kyle. Yeah, and... I have a pretty obsessive personality when I get I get kind of fixated on things and I, as you know as like a, a new believer as a zealous young man um, I was convicted so I would I love playing strategy games and so like all day and night all I would think about are different strategies um, video game video game strategies. Um, and I became convicted. I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is all I think about. This is shortly after becoming a believer or just the other day? <laughs> um, this is in high school. Okay. Um, and so I'm, I'm having these thoughts and um, I was like, this isn't good. Like I, I want to be thinking about God as much as I'm thinking about video games or I want to be reading my Bible as much as I'm playing games or whatever, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say it was, I mean, when I was in high school, I don't think I would have used the, the word idol. I don't know mm -hmm. if I had that category yet, but it was, con I guess, um, it was just concerning to me that I was, um, thinking so like I was consumed by something that wasn't, uh, God, you know? Mm -hmm. What about um, Anthony? You mentioned that your your dad was like limiting your idolatry. What was your parental involvement in your in your gaming? Yeah, so growing up, especially with handheld games that are offline, I think you know if you're a parent making that transition, your kids make that transition between playing like a console game with your brother 
or playing a handheld game like on a Nintendo DS to moving online. Like it's just a whole different world. It's a world that I think uh, World Wide Web. Yeah, it's a World Wide Web, and it's it's a world where I think parents can quickly get behind on what their kid is exposed to, mm. what their kid is thinking through. So, um, so my parents did a good job limiting time. You know, limited to like maybe like road trips we play in the car. Um, and in high school, I was given like four hours to do everything I needed to do on the computer. And so I'd often spend most of that time gaming and then asking for more time to do homework afterwards. Nice. And, uh, and four hours a day, four hours a day for mm-hmm. like on all your needs. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not, yeah, I'm not proud of it. And I've, I've had to apologize to my parents and to my brother in hindsight. Um, there were a lot of really nasty arguments that really just centered around a uh, computer time. Sure. Um, because I, yeah, I was serious, and this, this for me marked uh, a, a real clear uh, kind of hypocrisy. Like if I think about my my life in high school, you know, some people wrestle with different vices, and for me, it was like honoring my parents mm. through gaming was 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 my was my sin was my kind of at the core of my duplicity. Mm. I appreciate the transparency, Anthony, and I want to dig in more on that. But just um, on a practical level, I think maybe some parents who are listening will not know if the kind of video games their kids are playing are online or offline. Are there particular devices or games that you would recommend or say these are offline games? Like, um, yeah, or what what kind of advice would you give to parents in relation just to that uh, that aspect? Yeah, I would I would say uh, you know any well it's hard for me to know now because some of these handheld devices uh, and console games are quickly moving online, but mm-hmm. you know it's usually pretty clear if you if it requires a uh, like an online subscription or something. Mm-hmm. So like I think for certain systems you can just download games directly onto it but it's not online um, certainly if there's like a, a chat component if there's a real-time component where like for me i, I would get up at 6 a.m on sun or on, on weekends and on weekdays during the summer because because it's online it's in real time like there are certain things that you need to do with certain people at certain times so there are ways to discern whether your kids online or not mm-hmm. certainly if your kids are playing on a pc game something that has clear access to the internet, that's something I would say you would at least want to look into. Mm-hmm. Um, and online games, I don't think are, are all bad, and I think we'll talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think it's when when kids or young adults or whoever make that transition from something more alone or with people that in the same room as them to online, uh, it opens up a number of opportunities and potentially a number of vices. Okay. Uh, one more question about parental involvement for you growing up. Would your parents ever play video games with you? Yeah, they would. Uh, my dad did a lot of the same things we did. He enjoyed the things we did growing up. So nice. he'd watch cartoons with us. He would play some console games with us, or we'd sometimes watch him play console games, um, like a Final Fantasy sort of game. Um, but it wasn't until online where like our worlds really... Diverge. Okay. Yep. Good. Kyle, parental involvement when it came to your gaming for you growing up. What did that look like? 
I think I was only allowed to play WoW, World of Warcraft, um, or really any gaming. Um, I was only supposed to play it on the weekends. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was kind of the rule. I, okay. could only, I could only play on the weekends. Okay. That was after, um, I think, that was after they saw how all-consuming it became Wait. so i don't think initially there were many regulations until then and and world of warcraft that's uh, online <clears throat> yeah yeah and would your parents ever play w with you like did they know the wow world uh no okay no my parents my parents are not no okay and was that something that you were doing socially too like you were connecting with friends over um over gaming both directly and then indirectly afterwards, like that was a part of your social life as well? Yeah, so um, several friends from school played uh, World of Warcraft as well. And then, um, and this this might sound strange to people who aren't gamers, but uh, if you are a gamer, this is pretty common, is you just meet people online and you you form like relationships. So I, I met a couple guys online who we like exchanged numbers, we texted, like we became like normal friends. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't live in the same state. Um, we were basically the same age. Uh, I think we were exactly the same age. I, it's funny actually, I remember like debating him about the existence of God and, and things like that. But, um, but so as a combination, I like made friends online. Um, and then also my friends at school did it. That's helpful. Tell us, um, how things you've alluded to this already, Anthony, but maybe we'll start with you, Kyle. How have things changed since you were a teen in terms of, um, the technology, the kind of culture of gaming, what, what are some things that you have observed as you've noticed what gaming is like today versus when you were in high school or whatever? I think now more than ever, the games that make companies the most money um, are online games. And because of that, most of the gaming, most of them, like all of the, not all, but most of the popular games now that kids play are online. So um, in terms of like the gaming industry, companies focus less on single player games because they don't make as much money. Um, there are also different, um, technologies, um, that can be used for good or bad, um, that have come into existence. Things like, uh, like discord, um, which basically the Bible addresses discord. <laughs> this is a different, this is a, this is different. Okay. Um, so discord for instance is like, um, uh, an application. You can have it on your phone. You can have it on your computer. Um, it allows you to make chat rooms. You can do voice calls. You can do video calls. I think y you can even like share screens. Like you, you, you could potentially use it for like business purposes, you know, share screens or, you know, um, like a zoom almost. Um, so I think it has become, um, easier in that sense to meet other people online. Um, but with, with things like Discord, um, I think uh, it becomes easier to stumble into content 
for your kids or gamers in general to stumble into content that um, you would not want them to be stumbling into. And I mean, they're just going to be having more um, connection with people who don't share the same values as you. So okay. your, your kids are going to be reading things, um, seeing things, hearing things um, that you potentially wouldn't want them to be. So uh, if I could summarize it, just way more online um, and way more opportunities to like meet, connect, form good and bad, quote unquote, community. Anthony, anything to add? You've been working with youth uh, for a while now, since since you've been a youth, you know, back at your past church and also here at Hinson, uh, as you talk to teens about their their gaming, what differences have you noticed from when you were a teen? Yeah, I think I would say similarly to Kyle, I think there there's a growth in kind of like real-time communities. So Discord certainly allows for for uh, kind of communities to pop up around a game. Um, there's also a growth in like a streaming culture. So there's, there's a company, I forget who bought them, but uh, called Twitch. And so there's a, kind of a rise of people who will watch other people play games and it's a kind of way for uh it's just a different way to do the whole influencer thing twitch is huge twitch is huge yeah yeah like i like i don't even understand the extent of how big twitch is but like like i have, I have a sister in junior high right now and she she follows like 50 people on twitch and there people are always streaming they're playing games it often becomes more like a lifestyle sort of uh kind of platform for these streamers. So that's something that's grown, I think. Um, Do you think it'd be appropriate for us to entitle this podcast episode, Twitch is Huge? <laughs> I think that would resonate with uh, the Henson membership. Uh, we're we're moving on. But... Kyle, I mean, uh, Anthony, what were you saying? And, and just one more thing. I I don't know a ton about this, so maybe Kyle could speak to this briefly, but I, I feel like gaming in some ways is is growing as sort of like a like a third space sort of place for people to, to kind of hang out and grow. So I think of a game like Roblox where it's not like the games that we would play where you would get on the game, you would meet with a bunch of people for a purpose to like go on a raid and kill a boss or you're not playing, you're not like playing with other people to like destroy the Nazis or something. It's just like people are just getting online to hang out and like Roblox's kind of like tagline or whatever is like, imagine, create, and play together with millions of people across an infinite variety of immersive user-generated 3D worlds. And so I'm just thinking, I, I know this is something that's growing a lot, you know, especially with the pandemic. And maybe we'll talk about that in a moment, you know, where most kids were forced online and people were just hanging out online. I feel like online games in some ways is kind of functioning as... as you know, instead of meeting your friend at Starbucks, you'll just meet your friend online or something like that. So do you think there are be there's benefits to gaming for for young people? You, you know, you, we've talked a little bit about the dangers, but there there certainly sounds like there's there's social benefits, there's strategy involved. Um, there's certainly worse things that people could be doing with their time. Speak to the benefits of gaming. Yeah. Could, could I follow up really quick on what Anthony said? You may. Um, just about um, 
gaming and things like that becoming you know a space to hang out um something that is popular um on twitch for instance would be um what are called like quote-unquote watch parties and so a streamer instead of um like playing a game maybe they're the streamer is watching a sporting event or um in an esport quote-unquote esport event which would just be like a tournament but it's a video game tournament instead of like a football tournament and um it'd be a watch party and so people would be like all of the viewers would be in chat and um it becomes a way like maybe maybe you're a kid and you don't have any friends who are interested in this particular thing. You can go on the watch party, chat with people who are also interested in it with the streamer who you like. Um, so I was just saying that to agree. Yeah, it's uh, definitely definitely it's become like this this thing where um, people go and hang out. How on. many watch parties have you attended this month? <sighs> have I attended a watch party this month? this year 2021 um maybe like more than five maybe like three three okay anthony i'm not on twitch okay but uh we uh we might have to do a follow-up episode because i want we're just uh still kind of um dancing around some of the different uh issues related to gaming um but maybe just briefly Anything to add about benefits of gaming? Yeah, I'll, I'll add a couple of things here. I, I, I certainly understand the dangers of gaming. Um, I understand there's there's a world where you start and it's really hard to get out. Um, Which is different than like playing uh, hearts, like the game of hearts with cards, you yes, would say. Yes, but at the same time, I would say, and this may sound you know blasphemous to some people, but... Um, yeah, I don't know if there's like a really big difference in my own mind between say like playing a sport, playing an instrument, and playing a video game. I mean, the first two you can put like on your college resume or whatever, uh -huh. but the third one is is less you know it's more frowned upon. But I, I think games, especially if you're playing online, and even if you're not playing online, they, like well, particularly if you're online, it, they all kind of. Like the reason why we enjoy sports and music are a lot of the same reasons why we enjoy games. Hmm. Um, like there's growth in skill and competency. Uh, you're often doing this in a community. So like if you're playing a sport or you're in the orchestra or you're online with some friends, um, and usually there's some sort of there's like some sort of competition, a competition that is kind of reflected in this broader mission. That you know, if you're on a, if you're doing a regional tournament, like your your goal is to win the tournament, and you're doing this with your buddies, you're like comrades in arms. You're, you know, on, uh, you know, you're you're in the band, and you're you're going to compete against other people. Like, in some ways, I think games really captures a lot of those same essences. So, um, Kyle. Anthony has just said that uh, gaming is just as valuable as learning to be uh, like an accomplished violinist or a uh, basketball player. Agree? Disagree? Uh, My goal is I to get you guys to fight since yeah, you have to sit right um, next to each other. <laughs> just as valuable. I don't know if I would use that language. I think... Um, in America, there are things that are traditionally valued higher 
in things that are traditionally valued lower. Um, video games traditionally would be valued lower or a bigger waste of time, quote unquote, than um, like playing soccer with your friends. Um, are they the same or of equal value? I don't know. I, I couldn't say that. I, some, I heard somewhere that the gaming industry is bigger, like economically, um, in terms of revenue than all the major professional sports put together. Have you heard that? I haven't. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt it, but okay. I, I haven't heard that. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of money in gaming. Yeah. I'm just saying the difference between those three things are in terms of like the overall value and like the social, the competitive, the mission aspect are the same or are, are, are not, or the, the difference is not as big as people think and often stereotype. Um, oh, I mean, um, if you're playing a team, like a, a competitive team game, team video game, um, oftentimes it requires a lot of coordination that would be required in a in a traditional sport. Hydration. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there won't obviously be the same physical benefits, right? Like mm -hmm. you're sitting down. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be more like um, if you were playing chess, you know, mm -hmm. um, you're just, it's, it's a, a different muscle you're exercising um we we've already addressed it a little bit when we talked about idolatry um but how in particular should christian parents think about gaming because a lot of what we've said would just be common grace wisdom that i mean would translate to a non-christian parent who maybe has concerns for their kids and not wanting them sitting in front of a screen all day long but um, what what's particularly yeah? Do you understand what I'm asking? Like, what's particularly Christian, or how the fact that we're Christians? Sh how should that impact how we think about gaming? Thoughts on that? I think that's one reason why I'm I'm slow to to say that gaming is like an altogether different category than say playing sports or or playing an instrument. You know, I think you know I think about kind of unique what what's unique about the Christian worldview as a relates to parenting gamers. I think it's important first for parents to remember that uh, that many games, at least especially the games that the kind of games that Kyle and I played, um, that uh, games in a lot of ways are first and foremost about about the story. Um, uh, and it's whether it, it can be the story of within the game, it can be the story that a kid is telling themselves in the midst of a game. You know, gaming is different than watching TV or watching a movie. Like you're an active participant in another story, and I think it's important to remember, as as people who believe that we're we're a part of a big story, that gaming. And the reason why I gave those categories earlier is because I think gaming is actually closer to the heart of what it means. In certain parts of gaming, anyways, are, are closer to the heart of what it means to be human, and what and closer to the heart of what it means to be a Christian. You know, to to grow in community on mission like those those are not so distant or so far from what we would encourage people to do as christians it's just it's you know to use kind of a biblical theology category it's it's a it's a type it's like it's pointing to something greater and if you're just going to settle for the type um, it's ultimately going to be insufficient but if you can use this as a way to foreshadow, to point to greater realities, uh, 
as a parent, I think you can, there are, there are ways to think about what your kid is doing when he's gaming and then to encourage other things as well. Kyle, did you expect Anthony to go to, in answering that question, to go to typology? Beat that. Yeah, I can't. What, what, what do you have? What do you have to add? What, how should the fact that we're Christians affect how we think about this, this part of our lives? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a parent, not even married. Um, so experientially, I I don't have much when it comes to what I've done with my kids. Um, if you had kids, would you let them game? Yeah, I mean, I would be, I, I would probably be pretty regulatory. Um, just knowing young minds and how they love to attach and cling to things. I mean, you even see like an infant who gets a look at an iPhone. I mean, pretty instantly they're like, oh my gosh, what is this little cube of um, stimuli, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, more of a rectangle, but I go there. Yeah, rectangle. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't want my kids to be um, addicted to games. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't want my kids to be consumed with games. Um, but I would I would maybe hope for parents to think about gaming um, as something. Yeah, maybe like what you're what you're talking about, Anthony, where it's it's not so categorically different. I mean, at least uh, where I grew up um, in the Christian circles, I was around gaming was like categorically evil. You know what I mean? So it was like, OK, if you spent all day Saturday watching sports, but um, a sin if you spent all day Saturday playing games. So huh. um, to me, those don't feel very different at all. Um Anthony would make an argument that actually the, the playing of games is superior to the watching of sports. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I don't know. I, you know, I, Anthony's I, laughing for your viewers at home. I think <laughs> most parents are encouraging their kids to love Christ above all things. And I think it would be no different with games, right? Like, uh, love Christ more than video games. Um, you give birth to unconverted children, and they're going to, their hearts are going to love things that are evil. Um, video games can be evil, but so can other things. I don't know. I mean, mm. like when I talk about when my mind was so consumed with games in high school, I mean, um, my mind is, it's not like my mind stopped being consumed with things now that I'm um, 28 years old and out of high school. I'm, I'm still consumed with things other than Christ. So... <sighs> I don't know. I, I feel like I don't have much to give, though. No, that's helpful. Uh, this has all been really helpful. Um, Anthony and I and need to go to an elders meeting in just a few minutes. Um, so you have, Anthony, you want to give a final word of encouragement or thoughts to, to parents or any resources to point parents to. You can use yourself as a resource. I, I trust if parents at Henson want to reach out to you guys to get more thoughts, you guys would be happy to to be that resource for them. They're nodding. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, Anthony, just any final words of encouragement or help? Yeah. So yeah, I, I would just want to underscore kind of, uh, what I think is what, why games are attractive to people, whether young men, whether adult men, uh, it, it is in some ways so much easier to, to uh to make progress 
in community on mission in like a very controlled kind of gamified engineered world than to do so in the real world um and i think that's often why people turn to games is because the monotony of life or you know people people want these these things that i think are inherent in in discipleship in the christian life i think young men want that particularly and they have a hard time seeing that how it works out first in the real world secondly in the christian life as a whole so i think um first i just want to say like that 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 desire is is similar um yeah i i think i think games can be added you know, c.s lewis has that that famous quote you know we, we are half-hearted creatures fooling around with drink and sex and ambition and i would say in games in video games mm -hmm. when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go making mud pies in the slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. So I would just say gaming in some ways is a reflection that we are too easily pleased. It's also a reflection of, I think, this basic human desire. So as a parent, you know, I would, I would encourage them to, you know, as they see their kids playing games, to encourage their kids to... Um, engage in the in the real world whether it's you know tr try to find some of the benefits of of gaming the attraction of gaming which i think are human human desires and find that in places like the church or find that in places like a youth group or a part-time job or an internship like the danger of gaming is that it can just become its own world a place to retreat and escape to where it has cheap imitations of real human and christian uh, versions of it. So, um, yes. So my, my, yeah, my encouragement to parents would be to, um, as much as they're able to like empower and give their kids opportunities to do things in the real world, even as you know, they may game on a Saturday afternoon and I, mm -hmm. and depending on the kid's personality or whatnot, like that, that may or may not be an issue, but would you, you, you have two little girls. Will you let them game if they want to? That is an ongoing conversation. <laughs> okay. Okay. Kyle, any final words? Uh, no. That's not a cheering for you having no final words, but just for helping us think through this issue. Um, Anthony, you had a blog or you have a blog. There is a blog on the interwebs that in which you address even this issue at more in depth. Um, would that be a resource that people at Henson could access? Would that could that be helpful, potentially? So uh, I have not written extensively on the Christian's view of blogging. It, so this was a blog that started off as like a, a gamer accompanying blog to my YouTube videos. I see. And then it transitioned to like sermons that I preached in junior my junior year of college and okay. different things. But I do I do have a testimony page on there for anyone who's looking for how kind of gaming functioned in my life. There's some scripture, CS Lewis okay. quotes there. So if you're interested in, in hearing more about that, you can reach out to Anthony. Anthony and I might even um, include that in the podcast notes if appropriate. Uh, Kyle, you, you said you were raising your hand there. Yeah, I actually had one final thought. You have a final thought. <clears throat> Please share. Yeah. Um, I think the problem, you know, you know, if you're a parent looking at your kid or examining yourself, um, 
Our problem is um, our own hearts and our own love of sin. Um, I think it's easy to be suspicious of something like video games because it's on the internet. The internet, you know, dangerous things are found on there. Um, but, you know, like when I reflect on my childhood, uh, and, you know, we didn't get into things like pornography and things like that, but um, it was me being surrounded by like other unbelieving kids that led me down those paths, not necessarily video games. Um, in fact, one of my friend's parents like gave me a, a Playboy magazine. So um, I just want to say whether it's video games or anything, um, the problem like it's not it's not video games. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's ultimately that you're you yourself or your kids, man, they're going to always be trying to love things um more than christ until they die um and so so as much as you can regulate your kids i mean it's like the law right mm -hmm. like um the goal is to have your kids love christ and mm -hmm. the goal is for us to love christ not to like only play video games one and a half hours a day you know mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. That's really that's, helpful. That's my last thought. Yeah, no, no, that's good. I'm glad you shared that. Uh, that even as I've thought about kind of how everything you guys have said fits together, this has been helpful for me as a parent who has three kids, all whom enjoy playing video games. Uh, so thank you for, for serving me, and I trust those who listen well. Appreciate you guys. 